Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. We're looking at God's Word today. We've been seeing how God's Word changes us and how God's Word changes the world when it changes us, if we read it. We're in a series looking at the Bible, which is, of course, something you'd expect church to do, but it's actually not all that common. The problem with the Bible is that people, even Christians who say, I believe the Bible, take it as read. But you can't take the Bible as read, you actually have to read it or listen to it if you're not that good at reading. But there are all kinds of ways to do this now online. Anyway, get it in you, that's what we've been saying. And we've been looking at all kinds of benefits you get from simply reading the Bible. If you ever need a reminder of what those benefits are, you can open it right in the middle and read from Psalm 119, which is just full of reasons why the Bible is so amazing. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, 176 verses. It follows the Hebrew alphabet with 22 sections, each of which begins with a different letter of the alphabet. The theme of the psalm is the Word of God and how God uses it to change us. And I'm encouraging you to get a paper Bible, open it at that psalm, underline and colour it in, make notes, so you don't just read it, but kind of let it read you. So if you've got it there, I want you to underline one verse. Psalm 119, find verse 130, because it's going to talk about how God's word illuminates our mind, how God enlightens our understanding. I love the poetry of the old King James Version, because here it promises this. It says, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Maybe it's because I'm pretty simple. I love that. Sometimes people like me who are supposed to teach the Bible make it sound really difficult to understand. That's not the way it's meant to be. J. John says Jesus came teaching profound things in simple ways and ever since then the church has done the opposite, trying to make simple things sound profound and difficult to understand. But as Mark Twain famously said, it ain't the parts of the Bible I don't understand that I have trouble with, it's the parts I do understand. Because if I really understand that this is the word of God, then the question is, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do about it? This says God's word turns the lights on. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, Understanding your word brings light to the minds of ordinary people. That's how the contemporary English version puts it. Now what this means is God doesn't leave us stumbling around in the darkness of this world. He wants to use his word to bring light to every one of our minds. Enlightenment. It's not something you get from breathing exercises on top of a mountain or sitting under a tree somewhere. You get it here from the Bible. Enlightenment isn't just for one type of person as opposed to another, for one age or race or class of people or one level of attainment in education. Being clever doesn't mean you're wise. God wants to bring you extraordinary revelation, his light to ordinary people. He wants to light up our minds with the truth about who he is because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom as Proverbs 9.10 says. You won't find all that truth out in a study book of comparative religions, but you know who God is, the search is over right here. I could never figure that out by myself because his thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are so much higher than mine. But God wants to enlighten us about himself. God also wants to light up our minds with the truth about who we are. 
It says here, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not an accident. You're the apple of his eye, it says. And that he has good plans and a purpose. He wants to bring you hope and a bright future. And he's prepared good works in advance that you should walk in them. You won't find all of that out on Google or Wikipedia or in any other book of science or philosophy. And he ties it all together by telling us who Jesus is, the Son of God, the light of the world, the Saviour who in love has come from heaven. So we're not lost and captive in the dominion of darkness and sin. But he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And this tells us how we can be rescued and brought into his kingdom by the historical death and the resurrection outlined here that I can be saved forever, destined for a new heaven and a new earth, which again is promised and described in detail here too. God wants to light up our minds for the next step, the next direction to take in our lives, with the truth of how to handle the fears and the feelings that I'm having, the truth about how to live wisely, steward the resources, handle the relationships I'm having. He wants to bring light to our lives, and it all comes through his word, as the Spirit inspires us, and helps us to obey it. I know some of you may have opened up the Bible in the past and thought, well, I didn't get much light out of it, to be honest. I feel your pain. I read this book every day. I'm not gonna say there are not bits here that even though I've studied them and read the whole thing through at least 25 times in my life, that I don't read it and think, what's that about? I once heard somebody say they believe the whole Bible is inspired, but it's not necessarily all that equally inspiring. I get to these lists or some stories I don't get, and I'm like, how come God said that? How come God said that then? Of course, sometimes the light gets switched on immediately. Maybe I'm struggling over decision or, or, or don't know what to do, the right or the wise thing, and then boom, there it is, really clear. But that's not the real reason that I don't give up whenever I get to those bits that I struggle with like you. I keep going. I actually read at least four chapters a day, first thing, just to start the day, every day of my life. And at times a lot more through the day too, because I want that light. I find that light usually kind of dawns on you. It sort of comes slowly. When I look back in Psalm 119 to verse 99, it says, I have more insight than all my teachers. Why? For I meditate on your statutes. Now, that's a verse that could get you kids expelled, but I've highlighted that word, meditate. When you start highlighting, you realise that word is in the Bible a lot. It's in a lot of the verses in Psalm 119 too. The Bible is telling me, if I want the light to switch on, if I want that wisdom and insight from God that's higher than anything available from any human teachers, no matter what course or university, the light that the Lord gives you comes by meditation. Maybe it doesn't immediately switch on. Maybe it's more like one of those bulbs that takes a little time. Meditation is the way the Bible talks about it. It's never about emptying your mind. It even goes beyond this modern idea of mindfulness. It says instead you fill your mind, you soak your mind in the word. Meditation isn't losing your mind to blend into the great nothingness. It's focusing your mind on God through his word so he can turn the light on in your life and mine. And when you soak your mind in the word, he turns the light on. He helps you to see everything with a different perspective, a, a different attitude. That's insight, a new way. So you now you've got the opportunity to choose a different path and to do something else. Maybe the most famous verse in Psalm 119 is verse 105. It says, 
your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's a great verse to memorise as well as meditate on. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I open the Bible, I focus, God turns the light on so we can have direction in our lives. A lamp for our feet and a light to our path. You could translate that literally as your word spoken to me is a candle to my feet. It illuminates and lights up the path before me. None of us know the future. Recent years can only have underlined how uncertain the path before us can get. But God hasn't left us to stumble through the darkness and the dangers. He loves us and he's put a light in your hand if you switch it on. How does this work? This is one of the most important lessons I've had to learn in my life. How does my faith in God's word work in practical, everyday ways? Well, it's like a candle, or to bring it up to date, it's like the torch app on my phone. And it doesn't light up the whole forest, it just gives me enough light to be able to see the way ahead. This is a hard work lesson for me to learn. If I'm holding the torch, I want the light to go right the way down the path. Well, how do I get more light for the path? Only one way, I've got to take the next step. The only way to get more light is I have to keep holding on to that light and I take the next step and the next step in the light of what I can now see. Some of you watching, you need to pick the torch up and turn it on. Maybe you're feeling lost and alone and confused and you don't know what God would want you to do. Maybe you've fallen over and you found yourself in places you never thought you'd end up. Listen, God says, I want to show you the way. I want to enlighten you. I love you. It hurts me when I see you living in the dark like that. You may even say you're a Christ follower. I'm not judging anybody in this. I'm just asking you to search your heart and say, do I actually read the Bible these days like it's God's way to light my way? Am I hungry and asking for that kind of direction? Do I follow it for my steps to light the way in light of what it says? Or do I just switch it on every now and then when I feel like I'm lost or use it like Morse code to get God's attention when I'm in an SOS situation. There have been so many times in my life when I've been stuck waiting for more light from God and I'm just saying, like saying to God, God I just want you to light up the whole path, show me the, my whole life or at least like the next 20 miles would be great so I could see where everything's going and then I'll have faith and trust in you but God says no, my word is a, is a candle to enlighten your path. I'm giving you enough for the next step. Take that next step. Then you'll be in the right place to get the light you need for the next step after that. You take that step. Then you get light for the next step. There've even been times when I've said, okay, Lord, you know what? I'm not gonna go anywhere. Anybody else ever done this? If you don't show me, if you don't give me that kind of big 20 mile in front of me view, I'm just not moving. I'm going to wait for that revelation before I do anything. Well, guess what? God's a lot more patient than me. He's got a lot more time than I do. And I found that waiting there means I can just miss out on a whole load of adventure and plans that he has for me to walk in. You can wait there a long time doing nothing, feeling lost and wondering. You just waste it when in fact God has given me enough light for the next step. So what's God 
been saying to you? One thing he's been speaking to you about, maybe as you've been reading his word in these recent weeks, what's the next step he's asking you to take? Maybe you need to pick up the torch again and turn it on again this week. Maybe you need to actually start opening that Bible, just like reading a few verses every day for the next few weeks, because the entrance of your word brings light, it says. And when you pick up the candle, the way you spark it to life is through prayer. So let's pray now together. And one of the best ways to pray is to pray prayers that come right out of the word. You just pray God's word back to him and you know that he'll answer. So again, in Psalm 119, I want us to pray verse 18. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Could you pray that and mean it? Maybe you don't quite believe yet this book really is words, the word of God. I dare you to pray this and start reading it. Just a little bit maybe, just a chapter every day this week from the Gospels and see how he speaks to you and, and let it pray. As you pray out loud, just pray this with me. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful, wonderful things in your law. Read that, say that before you read it because he's talking about the Bible. The Jewish people call it the law, but for us it means the whole Bible. The law came first and grace and peace came through Jesus, it says. There's loads of words in the Bible, for the Bible. But the psalm says law, statutes, word, promise. They're saying the same thing. Lots of people find it helps them to memorise a verse to go through it, phrase by phrase and pray it. You say the verse reference before and after. You go through it phrase by phrase. It helps you to remember. So here it is again, Psalm 119 verse 18. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Psalm 119, verse 18. Amen. Some of you, I don't know why, maybe you got busy, disappointed, confused, distracted, or maybe you just put the torch down. Now it feels like you're in the dark. Maybe you read a snippet here and there, but you've not been meditating on the word. God wants to show you his way through his word. And if you want that too, then just one more time from Psalm 119, verse 18. Let's go together out loud. One more time to pray it. Please, Lord, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And Lord, I pray for everybody who means that, that this week, maybe like never before, you will open up revelation. You will give us the, the way forward that you want us to go so that we're never stuck and lost in the darkness because you've given us the light of life. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org media.